bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits but a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I am your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. I'm doing some, what was the word I was, I was going, I was going to say? Some, I'm discombobulated. There's some discombobulated stuff that's going on, and I got to see what's going on. And it's... Fourth of July Eve and tomorrow's the fourth of July and everybody's taking off and everybody's going home. Now, you may hate me when I say this, but if the fourth of July is not your day and you're one of those, we live in America, blah, 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 it wasn't made for us. My suggestion to you is go find another country. I mean, at some point, you can take advantage of all the great things that are here and you can take advantage of all the wonderful things that we can get in America. And the fact that you're able to complain about it is because you live in America. I would be thankful for that. It might not have been. It might not have started for us. But they can't go forward without us, so. Get it out. Uh, first bit of breaking news. I want to let you know that missing 10-year-old has been located. They were trying to find a 10-year-old critical missing, uh, Terion Johnson. He's been located and returned to home. That is per the Milwaukee Police Department Sensitive Crimes Division. So I did talk to them about an hour ago, and he is at home, returned home, and all is well. Uh, and that's that. 
So last week we had a couple things that got overturned and a couple things people really weren't able to talk about the affirmative action and school loans. And I want to give you an opportunity to speak your mind about that. Uh, let's chop it up and go after. Um, exactly what you believe it is, what they said it was, and what we can do moving forward because there's so many there's so many things that um occur and and many times there're things people feel and believe is right, which is in research called common sense justice that based on rules, procedures, constitution all that stuff, it, it can't come to fruition. So in order to fix it or defeat it or create what we need, um, we got to go back to some things that we've done in the past and been able to create uh, avenues and pathways. Access is different from rights. You know, and so we'll we'll have to look at that. Remember, because education is compensatory to age 16. After that, if you decide you don't want to go to school, there's no law that's like dragging you into school. There's a max age that I don't think you can be in high school after age like 20. And so there's some things that are built in purposefully because of age and all that. But but coming to grips with the fact that not. Um, everything is going to be beneficial for you. And sometimes you got to make a different way. And I think that's one of the things affirmative action did for black people. I I'm of the, I don't, I'm not racist. When I say this, I don't think might sound that way. (sighs) We talk about black people. Sometimes it disturbs me when people say, well, it's for black and brown people. Well, but we're not talking about black and brown people. We're talking about black people. And many times I think that we have done ourselves significant harm because we keep including people. We always want people to think we're inclusive, fighting a fight where no one else is inclusive. I'm just saying. So the importance of college, the importance of high school. Not everybody can go to college. Not everybody can get in college. Not everybody that goes to college can finish. Not because of money, which is one of the main things running out of money, but because of intellect, acumen, a, a combination of multiple things that have nothing to do with how good you are in school. And I think we have to start taking a look at that and take a step back and go, not everybody should be in college. Last time I checked, people in the trades made more money than people in college. But anyway, um, not, not everybody is, is driven to graduate from a four-year university or a two-year for that matter. You know, it, it just differs. And because we keep, Telling everybody, hey, you got to go to college because it's while I agree with that, 
it's literally not for everybody. But then what what do you have to understand about school, about higher ed, about high school that helps you understand the importance of it? Well, number one, grades aren't everything and they are not the apex of merit. Because you got an 800 on the SAT in math does not make you smart. It just makes you good at math. And we have to remember these things so that we don't start, hey, they went to an Ivy League school. So what? Same CPA textbook they use at Harvard, they use at Concordia. Like, that's it. Other than networking and Connecting with people, oh, it's harder. Well, it doesn't matter, but we'll figure out what that means. Number two, grades are not a reflection, I said it, of intellect. How smart, how you break down, how logical, how you handle your emotion has absolutely nothing to do with what grades you got in a class. But we seem to think that A students are smart. My issue that I've run into in higher education is many of my A students can't connect the dots once they're out. Some do, some don't. Many of the A students go into what? Logical thinking, sit down at a desk jobs. Because if you had to actually do and piece together what you learned in a book physically through action, it's difficult. I've watched people that are 4.0 students have difficulty going through the fire service and the police service. Why? Because you can learn it in a book all day and take a test. But when I have to have you show me and use it practically, mm, not so much. But it's the same thing for math and accounting, engineering. Number three, support from family and friends is everything. Just because you don't agree what someone else has decided to do with their life does not mean you get to bash them or trash them because you don't want to. Your son or daughter who wants to be a police officer, support them. You can disagree with them if you want, but at least support them. Your son or daughter who wants to be a aviation mechanic and fix airplanes, that's not something you would do. That's probably not something you have the, the uh, <clears throat> intellect to do, the physical acumen, the connecting of circuits and airplanes, and you have to be what? Precise about it. You can't be, you know, well, it's close. Well, no, that, that thing's going to go in the air and fly. You can't be accurate. You have to be precise. If that's you, that's great. Make sure you support those folks. Number four, be the best at everything you do in high school. Some people A is best. Some people B is best. Some people C is best. Be your best. Stop comparing yourself to other people. I like how now that we've talked about the dean's list and all that stuff, and now it's just a range. And if your grade point average is in this range, you're in. And if it's not, you're not. And by the way, remind me to talk about the the um the, the state legislature that wants to make 5% of all um, high schools in Wisconsin be able to go to UW. I found some interesting information about that the other day. And then number five, finally, there is only one important thing about going to school. And don't miss it. Don't compare it. There's only one 
most important thing about going to elementary school, middle school, high school, a two-year college, a four-year college, graduate school, or professional school. There's only one thing that counts that literally negates everything, every negative thing, every horrible thing that has happened to you during that time. But if you don't do it, people will shoot you some shade. You know what that is? There's only one thing you have to do every single time, no matter what. It's a simple thing to do. Finish. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Truth Nation, the award-winning 1017 The Truth is proud to announce our inaugural Truth Family Fest on Saturday, August 12th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Riverside High School in Milwaukee. We'll be bringing the community together for a family festival that will have something for everybody. There'll be live music and spoken word and food and food and more food and more food and healthcare resources and free giveaways. Mark your calendar for this exciting event. Come out to enjoy the music, food, and fun at our inaugural Truth Family Fest. Saturday, August 12th, 10 a.m. to 3 at Riverside University High School. Truth Family Fest is sponsored by Ascension, Wisconsin, and Educators Credit Union. So make sure y'all show up. Come hang out with the folks. Um, Once again, I said it uh, when I first started the 10-year-old missing that the uh, Milwaukee Police Department's been searching for has been located and returned home. So, talking text line, Sino said, Dr. Ken, everything is not for everyone, period. We have to be realistic about our own personal limitations without limiting ourselves, oneself, if that makes sense. I would challenge you to do this. Look at the things that you do that you're great at and then do those. Don't dwell on trying to shore up things that you are not good at. There are just some things you're just not good at. There are a lot of things I'm just not good at. I had time to learn, and over time, I literally stopped doing those things. Like, I used to really, 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 really want to learn how to play the piano. I'm one of them listening to the music, and I'm playing the music, you know, the air piano, all that. Guess what? I suck playing the piano. I took lessons. Mediocrity was in my future, right? I'd have to go from really being bad to being mediocre, and I paid somebody to become, no, we're not going to do that. Guess what we're going to do? Not waste my time playing the piano. Move around. And when you can think of yourself in those terms, you don't have to think about what your limitations are. You can take your 85% greatness and make it phenomenal at 99%. 
Or you could spend your time, you know, you got to work on your weaknesses. That's probably the worst advice I've ever heard in my entire life. Makes absolutely no sense. You're telling me, I know I suck at it. I should work on that. Take time away from what I'm 85, 90% and can hit a home run. But I'm going to work. I, I got to work on, on um, I think I should work on running the bases better. Okay. Like if I, I, I should work on sliding into the base. Meanwhile, you've hit like nine triples in a row. The positioning of your hip, moving your shoulder, placement of the bat, swinging, how you start. No, we're not going to work on that. We, we're going to work on sliding into base. Okay, but you're bad at sliding. It don't no matter. They say it's a weakness, and that's what I'm going to work on. Dumb. And now you're the triple king <laughs> instead of the home run king. It, it, it just makes no sense to me. Figure out as fast as possible, which means you have to fail, but fail fast. Once you figure out that's not your cup of tea, move around. And then that way you don't have to be bothered with it anymore. No, I'm not going back to that. I might go back just to check. Eh, yep, no, nope, don't do that. There's some things that I don't have the tolerance to play golf the way other people play golf competitively, but I can play golf. Hit the ball. It might go straight. It might not go straight. Let's have some fun. Let's talk. Let's hang out. Welcome in that rat, rat the cart. But what I'm not going to do, hey, I want to. I want to see if I can get a handicap, and I want that's too much work. We spend an inordinate amount of time. Once we recognize our own personal limitations, looking at them instead of looking at all the positive things that we do. Looking at it. 833-212-1017 is the number. Speaking of, and we were talking about it before, um, affirmative action. Um, story came out Friday afternoon. Pretty sure it kind of fell into limbo because no one has really talked about it. Assembly Speaker Robin Boss, Voss, excuse me, Voss uh, from JS Online indicated Republicans will move to repeal state laws and programs based on race. Now watch this, including a state-run scholarship program for students of color following a U.S. Supreme Court ruling that struck down the consideration of race in college admissions. Now, this has absolutely nothing to do with college admissions, but he says, we are reviewing the decision and will introduce legislation to correct the discriminatory laws on the books and pass repeals in the fall. Voss, a Republican of Rochester, tweeted Thursday. Can you show me anywhere where white people didn't get money to go to college based on this? Voss was referring to the Minority Undergraduate Retention Grant Program, which provides scholarships ranging from $250 to $2,500 to black, Native American, Hispanic, or Southeast Asian students who attend technical colleges, private nonprofit colleges, and tribal colleges. The Higher Education Aids Board, which administers the program, did not respond to a request for comment. Similar program is available for students of color. I hate this of color stuff. Like, what is that? Um, Attending University of Wisconsin system schools. But here's the part where we got to get some real journalists at JS online. Right. Because they tend to not flesh things out 
many of the stories tend to have a very specific slant. Research shows black and Hispanic students are more likely to drop out and less likely to graduate compared to their white peers. Based on what? Where is your data? Where does it come from? Who did the study? Exactly. It's not here. And so the problem I have with it is when you want to make your point, you generalize around the entire country. But I'd be much more impressed if you were to tell me of the students in Wisconsin who got the money that they graduate or finish school or how long they stayed in school. But see, we don't know that you already wrote a story that basically says that. Now, here's the problem with it. Has anybody been to college in the last, I don't know, 10 years? $2,500 would not buy you your books for a semester. $2,500 would not pay for room and board for a semester. So what exactly are you talking about, Robin Voss? Interesting. 833-212-1017 is the number. Talking text line, Sino uh, said, I also think it's a mindset as well. Everything is about growth. Let me think about that. Okay. I'll agree. But it just drives me crazy. When I, when I hear they want to eliminate diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts within the university system. The state budget with passed both chambers this week included a $32 million cut to the UW system in an attempt to eliminate positions related to DEI. But if you don't put that in context and show that say they had somebody for DEI in ev- pretty much every single major or every single department, I think that's a bit much. That's a bit much. But that's me. So we'll see what Tony Evers is going to do. Um, he said he's not going to sign the budget with a cut to the UW system, but, but we don't know if he's going to veto the entire bill. What I, what I think Tony Evers is going to do, the governor of Wisconsin, is going to take a step back and look at everything and see where he has power to move and not move, cut and not cut. My question is, can somebody answer me what what are white people afraid of when it comes to diversity? Like what? What is it? I have my ideas, but I guess black people can tell me too. 833-212-1017 is the number. What are white people afraid of when it comes to diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging? You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Traffic, sports, and weather, and all that stuff up next. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Hanif, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. How are you today? Hey, how's it going? It's going. It's going. um, Yeah, I want to just comment on the the question you asked about what makes white people so scared. Well, with from my observation and, and from growing up black and realizing that every time we ask for anything as far as equality, <laughs> I catch my breath. I was running up some stairs. All right. Anytime we ask for equality, see, no matter whether you're at, we're asking or demanding, what we don't fail, to, what we fail to realize is, it's a threat to the white society for us to get equality. Okay. Because in war, because in war, you know, if you're if you're waging war against the people, and the people that you're waging war against are demanding equality, but yet you plan on feeding off of these people, else. You know, it's like it's like the farmer giving in to the cattle, you know, and that's how they feel about us each time we make demands for equality because they, they plan on feeding off of us, and any time that we step up and us where we're equal, it's a direct threat to their economy mm-hmm. because warfare is economic. And it's physical. Right. That's how they, when we uh, approach from an equality standpoint. And that's all I want to say. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you much. I'm I'm in agreement, but part of my issue with that is I think it's way more. I think that many times when black people have have when 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 white people have um, let's just say the response of white people has been scorched earth. It's because of money or education. When we get close to education. If we get close to having money. Financially. If we're in Tulsa giving loans to white people because we're making all the money and we have the banks and we have, that is a problem. 60 towns, six, zero, 60 towns, historically black have been destroyed. Why? Because we were prosperous. And the two things that make you prosperous, economics, money, if we just spend our $300 billion with each other, that makes a significant change in how other people deal with us. I know people in suburbs that are predominantly white that have told me they will never give their money to a black person. 
They will keep their money in their neighborhood. They will only go after that. That's unconscionable. We have to recognize somewhere in this human race that we all bleed red and that we should kind of get along with each other. But I understand the angst that comes with steadily moving and pushing. 833-212-1017 is the number. If you have a comment on, on why is there so much angst against diversity, equity, and inclusion? C-Note said, whites are afraid of the shift in perceived power dynamics as well, the truth of dismantling the myths of their father about race. But we didn't create race. We, we didn't create what we call Negro and black. White people did. Many of them are not alive today, but they did. We didn't. They created it. They used biblical scripture to keep us down and tried to use the, the hues and the dark skinned people they talked about in the Old Testament were us. So we didn't create that. I think the irony is Christianity has been such a liberator for blacks that gave them the power, the hope and the movement through people like Martin Luther King. Or if you want to look at it religiously through people like Malcolm X. That it has actually been uplifting for us. Before we get to the phone, Sir Chan said, good afternoon, Dr. Ken. I'd say they're in fear of demographic change. Would you agree? I would say no. See, if we keep fighting race, that takes our eye off of economics and education. We took our eye off of economics and education, and that's why we are where we are. I want to jack black people. The only thing I'm going to do is mention Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans. And we lose our minds. We become emotional. And we take our eye off the fact that the same people, where are all the Democrats in the state of Wisconsin that are in the legislature that are screaming and fighting? I'm talking about the white ones that are screaming and fighting, saying, keep DEI and UW. Because I haven't heard one. I haven't read one. Where's all the fighting? Why didn't anybody in the U.S. House, why didn't Tammy Baldwin go to the House Ways and Means Committee and say, hey, we need to start a bill to relieve school loans? Because she knew that's where it had to start. She went ahead and let Biden say what he said. Nancy Pelosi said, hey, dude, we can't do that. It's got to start start in the House of Representatives, Ways and Means Committee. That's where all the money comes out of. Oh, no, man, I can do that. I'm going to just do it. And then it failed. But that's why you voted for him. Now he's coming up with another scheme now that we're moving into 2024 for an election and everybody's going to go along and then it'll fail again because people don't understand what the Constitution says. Money bills and the legislative have to go through the House of Representatives, period. So if Biden's not talking about going to the House of Representatives to pass it, it's irrelevant. He's giving you the okie doke. You're going to get schnookered. You're going to get hoodwinked. You're going to get robbed. And that is what we have today. I'm not bashing Democrats or Republicans. I'm bashing you because you need to understand how the system works in order to work in the system. I haven't heard one white Democrat speak up and say, oh, my God, this is terrible. We need to fix this. Not one. Not one. What does that tell you? 
They knew before didn't say anything when Biden said it. They don't care now. Al, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. How are you today? I'm doing great, and I hope everyone have a wonderful, stress-free this weekend or holiday or whatever you choose to call it. You said what makes them scared. Yes. I think what makes them scared is if they knew what they did to black people, black people did to them, they would not be able to conquer or be where they be because the playing field will be even. And also, if you're raised to be superior, but you know you are barbaric when you look in the mirror, that is something one has to deal with self. But I'm sure nobody of white descended would say that. Okay. Care, care to explain? Well, prime example, how do you know with black people, you know, they welcome you no matter what. Their way of doing anything deals with brutal force, violence against black people mm-hmm. and they know if black people did that to them back in the start of beginning they would not be where they be because black people are love kind forgiven turn the other cheek hello, go Al. extra mile hello <clears throat> can you hear me hello hey. hello 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 eight three three two one two one zero. hello okay here's the number did we look Hello? Hello, hello? All right, so we're going to keep going as if we are here, and I'm not. All right. All right, so I'm going to keep going as if we are on the air because I'm getting texts from people that are saying that they can hear me. But I can't hear me on the board. So let's see if. All right. So I can vaguely hear myself talking. So we're having some technical difficulties here at the new 1017 The Truth, but we're going to keep moving and keep going. And, um, and uh, we'll be able to keep going. So people are telling me they can hear me. So. I'm just going to keep talking as if we are live on the air. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host. Oh, you don't have a board, so you can't press a button to play anything anyway. So I guess so you actually are going to leave me to talk and I can keep talking. And oh, that's dangerous for somebody who's a college professor who's able to keep going. So it's interesting. Yeah. All right. All right, so we'll keep going. Um, so one of the things that I've been able to not understand as it relates to it is other people are telling me they can hear me on the air. Let me let me let me sidebar. People can hear me on the air, and people are saying, but I don't have any sound because something went out here in the studio. But evidently, I get to keep talking, and that's pretty dangerous for a guy who's a college professor and a former cop who gets to keep going on and on and on and on and on. And that's what I'm going to do. But before we were talking to Al and and we were interrupted with Al, but Al was saying some, some things that uh, have been anecdotally true because people have been able to um, push back as it related to black people uh, 
going forward in the world. We've had 60 cities burned to the ground, uh, 60 cities actually were lost and had to be rebuilt, many of them. And it's, and it's interesting that we don't understand why you respond that way. If we live in America and we are here because we want certain things in life and we want to be successful, then I think we need to make sure that we are able to have the things that make us great. And so talking text line, C-Note said both parties have been traitors against black folks. Well, sure. But the thing is, we're in both parties. We are, we are in both parties. We're in both things. And we're doing great things. And so evidently, I'm still on the air on the app and on YouTube, so I'm going to keep going because I think that's a great thing to do, and it's pretty cool because I get to run off at the mouth and (laughs) uh, not play a commercial. I get to actually talk. But anyway, so I think one of the things we have to do is take a step back and take a look at America as it is today. And I think after the 4th of July, I really want to start walking down the road. And if I don't, somebody remind me, I want to start walking down the road of commonality. Let's start piecing together the things that we have in common. Let's also embrace the things we have that are different, that are kind of pretty cool. And I think with that, it'll, it'll give us an opportunity to understand each other. Otherwise we're going to keep fighting and we're going to keep going through this and we're going to keep um, not understanding each other. We're, we're not going to be able to see the differences as a positive. We're going to see them as a negative. And so as we, as we keep As we keep moving towards this 4th of July weekend, I would challenge each and every person to examine themselves. Like, literally examine yourselves and ask yourself, are you worthy to be called a human being? Like, are you worthy to be called, like, a nice person? You know? Because at some point, we have to start treating each other with the same dignity and respect we want. We have to start treating each other as if we're in a committed relationship. And I know that's hard for some of us. That's hard for many of us. How other people treat you should not be indicative of how you treat other people. In other words, you can get treated like crap, but you can still treat other people with the same dignity and respect they deserve. And many times we don't do that. Many times we treat people in a way that makes them feel bad and makes us feel superior. 
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. We'll be right back. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. I, I, need, I need that sounder. We're back. What was that from? Poltergeist? Yeah, that was one. I, I know. It's, it's outside, Joe. Poltergeist has got to be like 35, 40-year-old movie. Yeah, there was a little girl that that every time the ghost would come to the house, the TV static, you know, TV would go static when, when the signal goes off. That's where the ghost would show up in her TV, and she would talk to him. And like so, the grudge? Mm, sort of, but it's the poltergeist. She just doesn't come out of the TV? It doesn't come out the TV. They're just in the TV, and you can see them. So it's kind of weird. And every time they would come back, she'd go, they're back. Pretty weird. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. We'll have the top five at five if we can make it till five. If if we could, you know, make it back. But hey, that's called life, right? The other thing you always need to remember, it's always about when things happen, adapt and overcome. 